in the first part of this video, we saw how the Antichrist, with Satan's indwelling him, gathers together his armies at Armageddon in preparation for the combat that he plans to bring, the attacks he plans to bring against the Lamb of God and his people. So Armageddon was a gathering place. That was the first stage, if you will, of the campaign of, of Armageddon. But now the Antichrist is ready. He is readying his armies to advance and combat and attack Jerusalem. As he's doing this, God will respond by destroying the Antichrist's capital, the city of Babylon. We read in Revelation chapter 16, verses 17 through 21. And the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air, and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne saying, It is done. And there were voices and thunders and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such as was not since men were upon the earth. So mighty an earthquake and so great. And the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of nations fell, and great Babylon came in remembrance before God, to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. And every island fled away, and the mountains were not found, and there fell upon men a great hail, out of heaven, every stone about the weight of a talent, and men blasphemed God because of the plague of the hail. For the plague thereof was exceedingly great. Unlike the Antichrist's human armies gathering at Armageddon, the Lord's host is his angelic army that is unseen by human eyes. We learn about God's unseen angelic host by looking back in Scripture to the time of Elisha the prophet and that unique experience with his servant in 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 15 through 17. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, an host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed, and he said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes, that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. How exciting that must have been. But now, this time, the time will come for Babylon to be judged and permanently destroyed for the multitude of this city's abominable sins throughout history. John tells us in Revelation 17 and verse 1, and then we're going to skip over to verse 18. In verse 1, 
And there came one of the seven angels which had the seven vials, and he talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters. And in verse 18 we read, And the woman which thou sawest is that great city, that's Babylon, which reigneth over the kings of the earth. We should not miss God's timing for this retribution. (laughs) While the Antichrist is at Megiddo, assembling his armies to destroy God's city of Jerusalem, God destroys the Antichrist city of Babylon in one hour. In one hour. We read in Revelation 18, verse 10, Standing afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour is thy judgment come. When this takes place, the Antichrist will be with his armies at Armageddon. For we're told about this, that he receives a report from messengers. These are messengers that escape from Babylon. They come over to Armageddon to tell the Antichrist about the destruction of Babylon. They tell him his city has been destroyed, according to Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 43, and Jeremiah chapter 51, verses 31. Now we need to remember, Babylon is extremely significant for it will occupy the same location we read about back in Genesis chapter 11. For there, Satan first attempted to unite all humanity into a single government under his rule and to have all the peoples of the world to worship him. That started Babel, which is later called Babylon. Now, God stopped the progress of that city, Babel, by the creation of languages in order to restrain the people's efforts to unite. Languages of the world served as a restraint so that men would be forced to scatter upon the face of all the earth, just as God commanded three times in the book of Genesis, in chapter 1, verse 28, chapter 8, verse 17, and chapter 9, verse 7, those last two being after the flood. Man was still supposed to scatter upon the earth. Here, Now, at modern-day Babylon, God once again is going to stop Satan from achieving his goals to unite humanity with a worldwide government and to be worshipped as God. This will be accomplished, this destruction, in just one hour. God miraculously will destroy it. Revelation 18, verses 7, 8, 10, and 17 refer to it as one hour. God wants us to note the the swiftness of, of his destruction. The corrupting evil that had flowed from Babylon will be ended forever. This event also will mark the beginning of the end for Satan and his control of the earth. Revelation 17.1 Now we need to consider the reasons for Babylon's destruction. We need to consider this prime reason that God destroyed Babylon with such swift and massive force through his angelic hosts. The prophet Jeremiah 
his prophecy not only concerned ancient Babylon that was conquered by the Mede-Persians. Now, we have to be careful sometimes in Scripture. We read an event, and it describes an event of the past. But it also is prefiguring or showing ahead an event to come in future prophecy. Here we have just such a case. Here we read in Jeremiah's prophecy that ancient Babylon was conquered by the Mede-Persians. But also there will be a future Babylon's total obliteration in the future. Ancient Babylon's downfall prefigured this event. For we read in Jeremiah 51, verses 24 and 26, we read, And I will render under Babylon and to all the inhabitants of Chaldea all their evil that they have done in Zion in your sight, saith the Lord. Thus, for all the evil it has done against the Jewish people throughout history, God will bring vengeance. Remember, vengeance belongeth to the Lord. And to our eyes, it seems, will it ever happen? God will bring vengeance. Additionally, Babylon represents all the world's ungodly influence throughout history. For in verses 25 to 26 we read, Behold, I am against the O destroying mountain, saith the Lord, which destroyeth all the earth, and I will stretch out mine hand upon thee and roll thee down from the rocks, and I will make thee a burnt mountain. Satan wants to be on high, remember. And they shall not take of thee a stone for a corner, nor a stone for a foundation. But thou shalt be desolate forever, saith the Lord. This judgment will end Babylon's evil influence upon the nations of the world forever. We're told also in Revelation 18, 23 and 24. God will judge and avenge this evil place and its inhabitants at last. For we read in Revelation 18, the blood of the prophets, that's the two witnesses, and of the saints, that's the tribulation saints, and all that were slain upon the earth. God's justice is just. According to Jeremiah 50 verse 40 and also Isaiah chapter 13 verse 19, the destruction will be as devastating and as complete as that that destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. As God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah and the neighboring cities thereof, saith the Lord, so shall no man abide there, neither shall any son of man dwell where therein. Jeremiah 50, verse 40. When God's vengeance on Babylon is finished, it will be uninhabitable and will never be built again. Now you say, but I thought Babylon was destroyed. Well, and we're going to offer a separate uh, digital paper on our website shortly that will explain why Babylon has continued on right to this very day. Never in greatness, never in significance, but it's still continued. It has never been destroyed totally as God described here. Therefore, it is still a future event. Now, Jeremiah symbolically pictured this when he took a scroll, a copy of Jeremiah 50, verses 1 to chapter 52, verses 58. He tied it to a rock after he read it to all the exiles, and he cast it in 
to the Euphrates River. Just as that scroll sank, so too will Babylon sink. It's sad to note that there will be some Jewish people living in Babylon when this happens, in spite of the Antichrist persecution and despite God's commandment warning them to flee before the city is destroyed. Like Lot's wife, they will be enamored with the material and sensual pleasures the cities offer. Read this warning as prefigured by Jeremiah again in chapter 50 in his verses 6 through 8. For he says in verse 6, My people have been lost sheep. Their shepherds have caused them to go astray. They have turned them away on the mountains. They have gone from mountain to hill. They have forgotten their resting place. Verse 7. All that found them have devoured them, and their adversaries said, We offend not, because they have sinned against the Lord, the habitation of justice, even the Lord, the hope of their fathers. Verse 8. Remove out of the midst of Babylon and go forth out of the land of the Chaldeans and be as the he-goats before the flocks. We also read this warning in Revelation 18 and verse 4. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, that ye receive not of her plagues. In spite of his lofty position as world ruler, the Antichrist will not be able to prevent the utter destruction of his own capital. This long-awaited destruction is well summarized in chapter 51 of Jeremiah, beginning in verse 24, where he says, And I will render under Babylon and to all the inhabitants of Chaldea all their evil that they have done notice in Zion in your sight, saith the Lord. Behold, I am against thee, O destroying mountain, saith the Lord, which destroyeth all the earth. The influence of Babylon has affected the whole earth. And I will stretch out mine hand upon thee and roll thee down from the rocks and will make thee a burnt mountain. And they shall not take of thee a stone for a corner, nor a stone for foundations, but thou shalt be desolate forever, saith the Lord. Notice, they're not even going to come and gather up the stones from Babylon to build somewhere else. There's nothing left. It's useless. Babylon is destroyed. Now, despite the destruction of his capital in such a totality, and the government, with the accompanying humiliation of his person and power, the satanically indwelt Antichrist will continue his military campaign seeking to destroy Israel and do it with vengeance and determination. In addition, the Jewish citizens of Babylon that heed God's warnings to flee and go to Jerusalem will increase the Antichrist's desire to destroy all Jews in Jerusalem. Now, Babylon's destruction is prophesied not only in the Old Testament, but also in the New. Therefore, it is a significant event in God's plan, for his intention has been made 
very clear. Finally, in Revelation chapter 18, verses 9 through 19, gives us a sad commentary on the mindset of the three groups that will mourn Babylon's destruction by God when they hear the news. The first group, the seven kings of the Antichrist realm, the revived Roman Empire, Revelation 18, 9 through 10. We read the second group, the merchants of the world. They're upset. Babylon was a key economic center of the world. It's destroyed. They're, they're upset with it. They don't even catch on that God destroyed it and they should turn to God. No, they reject God. And finally, the third group is the transporters of merchandise of the world in verses 17 through 19. These are those who moved all over the world transporting goods under the supervision, direction, and business of Babylon. They too are upset. Why? They're upset at their income, not the fact that God is judging and God is reaching out. While many will mourn for their lost gain and their sinful pleasure, by contrast, there will be a great rejoicing in heaven by the saints, the apostles, and prophets. For we read in verse 20 of Revelation 18, Rejoice over her, thou heaven, and ye holy apostles and prophets, for God hath avenged you on her. The destruction of Babylon will bear witness to the righteous judgment of God, for God is just. And in verse 21, we see that a mighty angel will proclaim the good news, Revelation 18:21, and the mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone and cast it into the sea. Remember where Jeremiah threw the scroll, saying, Thus with violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down and shall be found no more at all. With the utter destruction of Babylon, God will have completed the second stage of the campaign of Armageddon. Please join me in our next study where we will see the Antichrist's response to God, his response, his reaction to Babylon, as we study the third stage of the Lord's return. Until then, may our Lord bless you mightily, and I will see you either here 